alone. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' What up? What up? The real coach JB here, man. Another slap dick podcast coming at you on this fine Monday. The 10th of January, 2022. Follow me over on YouTube. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. $1.99. Uh, we'll get you a membership. And like I said, this channel's just growing. So um, find me over there. Hit the notification bell so you know when I'm on. And on the audio side, make sure you're listening on iTunes, Apple, Google, Spotify. You name it. iHeart. We're there. Slapdick Podcast. Today is brought to you by Manscaped and BetOnline.ag. Um, visit BetOnline.ag today. Get you guys some... Uh, you can bet on all the games, all the unders. BetOnline would like to wish you Happy New Year. Uh, on behalf of the Slapdick Podcast, this is my first show back, obviously, after taking a little hiatus. Um, but we're betting on the new year as we continue to march our playoffs NBA, NFL, NHL, if COVID don't fuck it up, um, and beyond, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all best sports wagering action for 2022. New year, a new updated desktop and mobile website design. Sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Make sure you tell them the slap dick sent you. Um, appreciate everybody, man, with the condolences of uh, Stogie. Um, Gabe's in the house. I don't know, man. Gabe, where your where your where your coin is, dog. I don't know how that shit works. Um, appreciate all the condolences, though, man. You know, Stogie was my dog, my rider, and uh, you know, it was fucked up situation, man. Um, don't get me teary eyed talking about it. Um, Quote of the day, man, that leads me to the the name of the show, first of all, is uh, Man's Best Friend, obviously, in, uh, you know, tribute to Stogie and all the slap dicks out there, all the dogs. Um, Man's Best Friend is the title of this show. Um, I'm not going to sulk and talk about dogs all day, but I got a lot to discuss. Um, but dogs are not our whole life, but they sure make our lives whole. That's just the quote of the day. Um, dogs aren't are not are not our whole life, but they sure make our lives whole. Um, you know the crazy part about dogs: the greatest fear dogs know is the fear that you will not ever come back home when you leave the door and you leave them at home. You know that's their biggest fear. Studies show that's what their biggest fear is. I don't know how they study that shit, but studies show a dog's greatest fear is knowing that fearing that you won't come back when you leave the house 
And you know, dogs are only put on this planet, man, to serve the owner. And sometimes the owner is bad, good, indifferent. The dogs are there to serve them. They love they love you more than they love them motherfucking self. So just know that. And uh, dedicated to Stogie and all the dogs out there, man's best friend, title of this Slapdick Podcast. You know, it was a bad situation, man. You know, not to get too much into it. Um, you know, uh, him and my big boy Bonham fought and uh, basically put me out of commission for about two weeks. I had to have skin graft on my knee um, because <laughs> I didn't notice. But me breaking, I've been breaking up pit bulls for 30 years, man. If you, Especially if you're from where I'm from, um, that's just part of growing up <laughs> in that environment. And, uh, you know, a lot of cats don't understand how to do it and won't do it and, t- and tell you not to do it. And uh, bottom line is you got to pry their jaws apart or they ain't going to let go. And I think Stogie uh, has been used to being the alpha. Um, his, 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 you know, entire year year or so that these dogs have lived with me, all these dogs, you know. A couple months back, he tried to kill his own son, Doughboy. I found Doughboy a new home. And uh, I guess it was just a matter of time, man. And, you know, uh, I gave Stokey a toy. I don't know what I was doing. Bonham chased him out the door. Not chased him, but went after him. And the next thing I know, Callie came and actually got me. And they're fighting out there to the death, man. And my crazy ass went in the middle of them, you know, and – uh tried to uh pry their jaws open and uh obviously you know people don't know about pit bulls man if you grab the bottom if you grab their tongue and you suppress it against the bottom of their mouth or their teeth they'll let go you got to grab their tongue and squeeze the fuck out of their tongue to the bottom of their mouth i did not get bit at all 230 pound plus pit bulls stogie out of experience finally listened to me and let go and moved Bonham's first fight and his first taste of blood, if you know anything about pits, they don't let go. They don't know better. They don't know. They're scared, um, et cetera, fearing for their life. So I think Bonham finally said, you know what? You've punked me long enough. I'm grown up. I've dropped my nuts. And I think he he bit Stogie back and it shocked Stogie. And Bonham's a big, strong motherfucker. Let me just tell you that. And it took... 35 minutes for me to hold him finally after prying him loose three different occasions um i had to bear hug the motherfucker for 30 minutes and i literally thought i could get up and pick him up and walk him in the house away from stogie i couldn't do it so he fucked stogie's neck up a little bit no blood though man that's the thing about it it was internal uh fuck stogie's ear up a little stogie bit bonham's fucking whole face so bonham has two holes in his face um but he's all right um, and I think that's what pissed him off. And he, he snapped and, and shook Stogie, I think got him off guard. So Stogie had to get medieval on him and it became a fucking straight up big time fight. And, uh, me in the middle trying to pry jaws open on two strong fucking dogs, you know, probably not the smartest thing, but that's just what you do when you grow up like I did. So that happened. My knees actually got torn apart so bad it was to the bone damn near on both knees. So I had to have some skin graft and put on my knees. And uh, nobody knows that story, but that's what happened. 
took some skin off the back of my leg, put it on my fucking kneecaps, and then obviously you couldn't bend your knees because it kept ripping the scabs apart. So it became uh, pretty hard the last few weeks to even fucking walk. Um, and, you know, that wasn't the thing that put Stogie down, man. That wasn't the thing at all. Uh, as I'm telling the story, you know, Stogie became uh, very people aggressive, um, not with me or anyone I closely knew. Uh, not my mom, not anybody like that, but, you know, some other folks, they would come over, man, you know, um, there was just some incidences, man, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those deals, man, so I had to, uh, I had to uh, make that decision, man, you know, hard decisions, but that's what, uh, I guess, leaders do in life, they got to make those hard decisions, and, uh, you know, I would have got rid of all these motherfuckers and kept me and him. And some people were like, man, JB, you know, uh, Stogie's an asshole. And, uh, you know, he's he's always going to be an asshole. Can't have nobody over. And I'm like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm an asshole. <laughs> me and him were fine forever. Um, the issue is, man, the reason that it ha- that, that came to the conclusion was basically um, the the issue was Stogie getting out of my house and going to get a kid, snatch a kid or a person is, uh, you know, obviously a huge issue and a stressor I didn't need in life. And Stogie would hop gates. Stogie would. Stogie is the smartest dog I've ever been around in my entire life. And no offense to my other dogs, but he makes them look fucking stupid. <laughs> and that's just what it is, man. And Stogie used to remember and outthink you and uh so you know it is one of those deals man and um one of those tough situations but uh i got his ashes back um paul print and i'm gonna make a little i'm gonna frame it in a, in a big time deal i got a big time framer uh framing it for me but uh yeah it, it wasn't easy man let me tell you because if it was up to me i would have kept them and 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 uh Gave a fuck about everybody else. Because I don't really get, like humans any fucking way. So, I'm an asshole too. Shit. And I'm trying to re- trying to tell myself and talk myself into it every day. Why uh, I didn't get rid of everybody else and just keep me in that motherfucker. But, you got to live with what you do. And, uh, and, uh, and, and keep pressing, man, you know. You don't have time to... Uh, Regret it. You can't regret shit, man, because at the end of the day, um, there's no time to look in the rearview mirror, man. We're not going that way. So it is what it is, and uh, I had to move on, and, uh, you know, that was my dog. And, uh, hey, get through it, though. But I appreciate all the condolences, everybody. uh, Shout out. Uh, I stayed off social media for a few weeks. Stayed off the podcast, uh, but uh, but you know I've talked to some people, been 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 doing a bunch of sh- other shit, uh, just slow motion, man. Uh, I am in a process of rehoming Bonham and Bailey, two other great hum- dogs for humans. They're great dogs, but uh, you know Gabe Gabe Gotti in the house, he he knows the deal. You know, once you have a dog that tastes blood, 
Um, you no longer can trust that dog around other dogs. I, I trust him around me, but not dogs. And he has not had an incident since Stogie, obviously. Um, plus, I got two females around him. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't think he'll attack two females, but at the end of the day, I can't go be gone all day and come home to a dead dogs and have that stress. So, you know, a lot of people on social media uh, <laughs> think they know the situation. You know what I'm saying? You know, everyone sees me and Stogie and they see what we were, but nobody knows what we really were. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, nah, I never had no fear of him turning on me. Um, now that the cat's out the bag, though, me and Stogie had a love, hate, <laughs> love relationship, dog. You know what I'm saying? Stogie and me has gotten into it several times. Um, you know, when he was a when he was a kid, man, I used to grab that motherfucker by the neck and 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 <laughs> he'd piss on my refrigerator in the house and look right at me and do it. And knew what he was doing. He was he was fucking vindictive, motherfucker. But, you know, when you love something like that unconditionally, man, it don't really matter. We've had it out. Me and Sogi's had it out. We've had some some uh, blood, sweat, and tears moments, let me tell you, without getting too far into it. But I never feared on him full-on uh, uh, going after me, nah. And, and shit, you think I got bitch in my blood or something? <laughs> shit, that motherfucker, I'd have killed that motherfucker. I was really on the verge of snapping Bonham's neck. Um, as I tell this story, man, it's kind of gruesome and fucked up. But after about 30 minutes, Bonham, 150-pound dog, man, he would not stop fight. He wouldn't stop fighting me, not biting me or nothing. He never attacked me or nothing. But he was fighting to get out to go get Stogie. And I got Stogie with a leg held, hold, trying to keep him back, yelling at him. Stogie at least listened. If Stogie didn't listen, there would have probably been a much worse situation. I don't know what would have happened. But Bonham wouldn't stop, man, and I couldn't get him to slow down and, and get out. So I had him in a bear hug, and after 30 minutes, I was physically exhausted, man. Like, I'm, I'm shit. Like, I've never been, man, uh, to be real with you. Um, so... Um, I was almost at the verge of breaking his neck, dog, or choking him out to death because I didn't know what else to do. I had 200 fucking plus pound pits. Plus, Bailey, my female, is 100 pounds also. She's in the middle of it trying to fight both of them. So it's just been a nightmare last two months or so, man. I haven't been able to really. I've been handcuffed, man, with dogs. So, um... Yeah, I, I was I was I was spent, dog. I couldn't. So I'm thinking, you know, as a as a former player, man, pretty decent athlete, pretty fucking strong dude, man. You know, not to boast. Um, <laughs> I was like, let me get the fuck. I'm just gonna bounce up, pick this dude up, and roll in the house, man. My brain said do it. My body said fuck you. My I could not get off the ground. Then I realized my legs basically were. <laughs> shaved to the bone like I was looking at uh the meat and the white meat and uh and so you know it's it's fucked up situation so it you know is what it is man uh Doughboy's doing great out in Texas uh he's with one of his sisters um you know he's doing a great deal he's doing a great thing man um so 
Yeah, I, I do feel for people that don't have that experience because I've I've broke up many, many pit bull fights, man, and you got to know what to do with them. Plus, they got to fear you somewhat, or they'll turn on your ass too in a in a fight between themselves. So, got to be real cautious on that shit, man. So I cautious everybody, and that's what happened here, man. Just too many dogs, and I I'm I refuse to kennel my dogs because they're family dogs, they're house dogs. They're sitting right here under me right now, as you saw every podcast I did. Stogie was at my feet with the rest of them. And never had an issue. I would leave to Vegas for three days to speak. I'd go to Tennessee to speak. I'd go to New York to speak. Never had an issue. I'd leave them by themselves. They can go in and out of the garage. They're, they're indoor dogs with outdoor freedoms, man. And they can get in and out through the garage outside. And never had one issue. And then all of a sudden, man, I think, you know, Stogie was getting tired of all the, all the males. And, uh... I think Stogie was tired of all the shit, and he just wanted me and him again. So I feel responsible. Um, well, I am responsible. I'm accountable, to be honest, just like a coach is. Um, but I feel irresponsible because I should have never fucking brought the dogs in here. I did it. You know, COVID was... COVID was a good idea if during COVID, uh, you know what, man, what, let me give some experience back, get some some great dogs in here, which I've done. We've produced some great pups. Um, got Ash left here, um, Trimurl. But at the end of the day, man, you know, um, wasn't the best situation. So ended up being a fucked up one, man, and then uh, there's nobody uh, nobody's fault but mine, and so I got to accept it and own up to it and – Got to keep it uh, pushing. So I'm looking for to rehome Bonham and Bailey. Um, two great dogs. You know, um, I'd love to keep them, obviously. But, you know, the, the thing about it is, man, people don't understand. I got four dogs in the house right now. My house is fucking empty. So, needless to say, that tells you how me and Stogie were. And our bond. And, uh... It is what it is, brother. Uh, we got to move on. So, um, so I got to I got to rehouse two dogs, rehome two dogs. They don't need to be around any other dogs. Um, I have a lot of people interested. A lot of people want them both, but they can't be with dogs, man. Because I don't want them to come there and have a fight with your dog. So you got to make them a family dog. That's what they are. They love people. They love humans. They love kids. Uh, they're not aggressive at all. They're just some slap dicks. They're super loving. Bonham's big ass is really a docile, lazy dog who just got punked enough times to where he snapped. And that's what happens with these dogs, man. They still are, you know, people want to say they're domesticated, but they're still fucking wild dogs at the end of the day. That's how they were raised. So if you read into how bullies and pits were born, were bred, You'll realize it don't matter, man. Natural instinct's always going to take over. Look how a lion is with his pack. So anyway, appreciate everybody. Condolences and all, man. Life has move. Life moves on, and uh, yeah, the, these two could be together. Um, you know, like I said, Bonham's not the star. Bailey's the shit starter because she's a fuck around, and she she has an alpha female side, and so. 
my fear is when I leave, I got these three dogs, you know, she, she pushes Bonham to the limit and Bonham just snaps again and don't let go. You got a problem, but they, they've never had an issue, a real fight or nothing. Um, but it's just becoming too much, um, too much testosterone or whatever the fuck you want to call it around here, man. And, um, it's unfortunate, unfortunate last two months, been a fucking nightmare. Um, but I got to live life as well and find out what I'm going to do when I grow up. And that being said, I don't know what I'm doing when I grow up. So anything can shit changes for me on the daily. So that being said, I, I got to be able to do shit and leave sometimes. And right now I'm been handcuffed and these two guys deserve a fucking loving home. I think Bonham is uh spoken for. I think there's a, a lady that wants him, a younger 30 something year old lady in California, it's going to be hard to transport these two big motherfuckers across the country. So, uh, California natives uh, are, are are recommended if you guys are interested in both of them. One of them, Bonham, is a ABKC fool with trimural blood in him, a uh, Gatorhead bully. If you go on uh, IG or look up Gatorhead bullies, they're one of the largest in the country, best biggest breeds in the country. And, uh, so it is what it is. And, uh, you know, Bailey is a, my styles bully out of Pittsburgh, another big time breed. She's a trimural and now, you know, you're talking about $15,000 worth of dogs. Um, I'm just looking for a good home for them. So not trying to make any money. I want a good home for them. Um, so if you guys are interested, DM me or email me, coachjb12 at gmail.com. And like I said, uh, there'll be two great family homes. Even if you got an apartment, the, Bailey would be a great dog in an apartment. Um, but she may go back to her breeder. Um, contractually, I think she may have to go back to her breeder. Bonham is here and is uh, a great, great male dog like i said he's only they're they're both only a year old so very trainable and uh great great house dogs and they're uh they don't bark at all man they really don't bark callie does all the barking um but it is what it is um so anyway man's best friend man dedicated to stogie shout out to all the dog lovers out there all the dogs out there all the issues you guys face with your dogs um, it's a shitty deal, I know, but, you know, got to move on in life and, uh, life, unfortunately, death is part of life and, uh, it is what it is. I'll be honest with you though, man, before I move on, um, I take, I'm taking this harder than when my pops passed away and he died in my arms. Um, people might say you're crazy, but y you know, people don't know, <laughs> So that's how that's how crazy me and him were. Uh, like I said, it's one of those uh, relationships you just can't uh, mimic. So is what it is. Uh, is what it is, man. Um, anyway, man's best friend title of this show. Diving into it. I appreciate everybody in the show on YouTube. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, 
Lots of discuss, man. Um, appreciate everybody. Everybody, I appreciate you guys. Uh, and YouTube, man. Appreciate it. Let me get that off my chest. Telling the story so everybody's getting caught up with me. Um, again, man, do me a favor. Go on betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Tell them JB sent you. Uh, and also, man, get you some Manscaped, man. Use the promo code SLAPDICKMANSCAPED.COM. Tell them the SLAPDICK himself sent you. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm asking a few questions. Kenny, I, I yeah, I'm keeping Callie. Callie was Stogie's uh, girl, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, also... Uh, Also, you know, Ash is the last puppy. He's a tri-merle, very, very uh, expensive dog breed. Uh, I'm below market price on him. But I probably, I just had a DNA test ran. I'm waiting for the results. Um, he has everything written all over him that says Stogie. <laughs> that motherfucker does shit that Stogie only did. And these other dogs are not capable of, and this guy is doing them. So I don't know what's up. I was told Stogie could not have a tri-merle because um, he don't have tri-merle blood. Bonham does, but this motherfucker's tri-merle. But I'll tell you what, these two merles I have are red nose. Stogie wasn't a blue nose. This puppy's a blue nose. There's a lot of little things that I'm curious about. But if he is Stogie's last dog, you already know what I'm doing. So, um, appreciate all you guys, man. Joey B, yes, sir. Take a picture of the license plate, man. Motherfucker, ding your shit up. Um, don't know. What's going on with PMI? Um, I'm, I'm just seeing all this stuff on here. Um, I talked to Pat yesterday. Um, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm just catching the story. Um, no, I wasn't on the show today. Uh, I haven't been on in a few weeks. Um, he knew what I was dealing with. Plus he's got other things going on and, you know, I think I fulfilled me and his obligation. So, um, you know, I, me and Pat are great, man. I, all those guys, I love them dudes. They're good. They're good dudes, man. Um, so it is what it is. But anyway, getting into the show, man. Um, man's best friend. There's a lot of shit to discuss that I've missed out on that, uh, you know, a lot of people probably wanted to hear my take on. Um, appreciate everybody um, here today. Um, kids opting out of the bowl games, I guess, is the first topic I'm going to approach and attack. Um, lots of discuss. You guys are welcome to chill in here. If not, I'm going to try to get this done, um, before the game starts, obviously. So this will be a little bit of a lengthy show, but kids opting out of these bowl games are like, to me, I equate it to like kicking a field goal on first down. Cause you're scared to turn the ball over on second down. <laughs> like, why are we playing? Why are these kids playing? Um, it blows my mind that some of you guys that defend kids for opting out of bowl games 
equate that to a coach leaving and getting another job. It's not the same. Please shut the fuck up with the narrative. It's not the same. One is a grown person who's established himself in life. One of the other, the other one is a kid who does not know how to wash his ass properly. And hasn't paid a bill yet. Uses financial aid money for Air Force Ones and Jordans and video games and cell phones. Not to pay bills, not to invest, not to save. And a lot of these weak, soft, cancel culture, weak-minded individuals who use mental health as a crutch and as an excuse um, are the same people that defend Antonio Browns of the world and the T.O.'s of the world and all these fucked up motherfuckers who have a platform who, regardless of if you think you're not a, a role model or not, you have a platform that kids use and follow you and will mimic you. Someone on social media hit me up and was like, Coach, if you're, kid, if you're training your kids to follow to to follow NFL players and look up to them, you're fucked up. And I said, time out. Hold up. Did you buy your kid a cell phone, a smartphone? Yes, sir. Did you buy your kid video games? Yes, sir. Okay, then. You have no say in that kid's life when you let him leave the house with that smartphone. What's on that smartphone, you'll never know about 99% of that shit. And you don't think he sees the ABs and the TOs of the world do stupid ass shit and mimic it later in life? You don't think that you're going to, you don't think a kid's going to take off his gear here shortly in a football game in high school or college and do exactly what that motherfucker did? I had kids mimic Brandon Marshall, the fucking player that was the receiver for the Bears and the Dolphins years ago. I think he has a podcast now who was dropping balls in practice on purpose and it made ESPN and I had shitbirds at practice doing it. Do you think their parents knew that they fucking were watching that? <laughs> Come on, dog. Get real. You gave your son a smartphone. You don't know the porn that he's watching. You don't know who he's DMing. You don't know who's DMing him. And you don't know what the fuck he's doing on that phone and who he's looking up to on that phone. Let's keep it 100 and shut the hell up about you're not shit as a parent if you're training your son to look up to NFL players. <laughs> You don't have a choice, dog. Once you bought a phone for him, that is it. They're fucking in a different galaxy than you when they leave your house. You don't even know your kids got kicked out of school, motherfucker. What do you mean you're a, you're a shitty parent? You're, we already are in the most shitty parent-ass generation of our fucking lives. And people that keep coming out and saying... It, this generation is a thinking. You should thank yourself for this generation because it's you guys as parents that have created it. 
hold up. You skipped the fucking generation, motherfucker. It ain't my motherfucking ass. It's my kids who are the parents of these shitbirds. Don't get it twisted. It's the 25-year-olds having kids. You fucking dummies. It's the 21-year-olds and the 19 and 18 and 17-year-olds that are having kids. So they're 34 years old and the kid is 17 years old, just so we're clear. Do you know how many of those exist? First of all, every motherfucker I grew up with. (laughs) Let me make sure we're clear with that. Second of all, That's the generation. Don't point at my motherfucking ass. They're not my kids. They're my kids' kids. You skipped the motherfucker. Don't don't get it twisted, motherfuckers. You motherfuckers skipped a motherfucking couple of years there. So I'm just going to be real with you. Don't get me started on that shit. It ain't our generation. So, Polly B said, so the kids should chance his NFL career on an exhibition game. Come on, coach. These kids are just smarter today, and they hold the power. (laughs) That sounds like every soft motherfucker. And that sounds like every reason that this American generation is soft as baby shit is because of motherfuckers like Polly B who are using excuses for motherfucking excuses. You know you just made two excuses to give me an excuse, right, homie? You're saying that a bowl game is an exhibition game. That's what you're saying now. So when is it that they're going to stop playing regular season football games, homie? Are you fucking joking me? So it's okay to promise to your motherfucking brothers that you signed a scholarship with to go play for and with to say, fuck it, I'm not going to play in this so-called exhibition game that Polly on YouTube calls it, calls it an exhibition game. I call it a finality to a career, motherfucker. I call it a legacy and finishing off your fucking career like a grown man who drops his motherfucking nuts. Not a bitch made motherfucker who wants to quit on his motherfucking team. I call it finishing your motherfucking career like a grown up. So you can teach your kids not to quit bowl games, motherfucker. So your kid don't quit school in fucking 10 years when you fucking don't tell his ass not to. When your motherfucking kids don't fucking quit everything they face in life when it gets a little tough. You think quitting a football game doesn't extend in regular in in life? Please. You motherfuckers is crazy. You just stopped your career short and finished on a as a quitter i don't give a fuck how you slice it you quit the bowl game so why can't the kid get hurt game fucking one of the season please explain why can't the kid get hurt game one and everybody's gonna say 
Well, look at look at Corral at Ole Miss. He got hurt. Look what he's going to do. Corral is from Long Beach, California. So I appreciate him showing some Cali love and some nuts and dropping them and playing in a bowl game for a coach who gave him a lot and a lot of opportunity in Lane Kiffin. He believed in Lane Kiffin enough to say, you know what, I would never quit on you because you didn't quit on me and take the LSU gig. You didn't quit on me and take the Oregon gig. You didn't do certain things. Real recognizes real and respect earned is respect given. Corral chose to play for his coach because he liked his coach enough and respected him enough to fucking finish playing the game. He got hurt. You get hurt walking your doggy. <laughs> Motherfucker, come on, Polly B. You get hurt walking your doggy out here. This ain't no... You, you, it's a fucking game we play. We chose to play this game. So... You get hurt game one or in the bowl game. What the fuck's the difference? <laughs> At least I didn't quit my brothers fucking. And, and, and everyone in that locker room who who are cool with you after you quit on them, to me, is a fucking bitch. I, that's why the world is what it is. You're soft as a motherfucker if you accepted that motherfucker quitting on you after all the shit you've gone through all year. See, I couldn't quit like that. I couldn't quit that shit. I couldn't quit on him like that. You quit the bowl game to go make millions. Don't forget that, coach. You got to add that in there. No shit. <laughs> What's different between now and back then, dog? <laughs> what the fuck do you think they were doing back then? Is it You think it's different? What the fuck's the difference? All these kids been trying to get millions. What are you talking about? They all been chasing the bag. You make no sense with that comment, bro. So what the fuck does one bowl game have to do with you making millions? It has nothing to do. I, hey, like I said, disagreements make for great conversation. Polly B has a has a a great. Uh, take on it I, I i respect what he's saying i don't agree at all he don't agree with me it is what it is um you know the nil shit is a joke it's creating what's called an implosion college football will be a mockery here shortly because it is going to be so watered down like i've been saying but quitting bowl games in my opinion is going to you're going to quit life at some point, you're going to quit on something or someone. You're going to quit on your wife. You're, you're going to quit on, quit on your kids. You're going to quit on something. And if you don't think athletics play a huge role into that, then what are you playing for? <laughs> the NIL is a joke to me, Dominic. The NIL is a slap in the face. It's the non-caring assholes of America, NCAA, who created this NIL to fool y'all they're fooling you they're fooling the novice fan that see it from the outside and think that oh these these young brothers are getting paid now no they're not maybe a young brother is getting paid but don't plural don't plural it it's not plural there's very few and far in between the motherfuckers getting paid a decent amount of money 
It is the popular kid on social media. It's the popular school that has the popular quarterback. And it's the school with some money and some boosters and some supporters. That is not every school. Don't get it twisted. I told you my thoughts on the NIL. It's a biggest wasted joke. It's going to be a hard sell for coaches. You're going to have more transfer portal kids, which you're getting right now. Why? Because people don't tell you the real like I will. This is the real. Your star quarterback gets it. Maybe you're one running back. Maybe you linebacker. Let's just say you got three motherfuckers on Alabama getting a decent pay. Everybody else is side-eyeing the coach, side-eyeing those kids, and are looking at you like, fuck you, I don't get shit. Nobody's buying my jersey. I'm the backup corner. <laughs> Nobody's buying my jersey. I'm the left tackle protecting this million-dollar motherfucker, Bryce Young, and I don't get shit. Guess what? I'm entering the transfer portal. I'm going to USC. I want to go to LA and see if I can get NIL. I'm going to go to fucking... Georgia, I'm going to go to Alabama. I'm going to go try to get the NIL money. They have created a facade, and it's chasing a ghost. There's a fucking .01% of kids getting paid. Everyone else is fucked. And it's making the locker room a very, very hard place to operate as the coach and if you don't understand it, you just never will. Because kids who I believe should be paid because they've made more money for coaches and institutions than anyone in America, they should be paid. But they should be paid the way that I said they should be paid. Not through an NIL where only 1% of the kids get money. They should have got paid off their scholarship when they signed it with that institution. They should be paid monthly on scholarship dollars, if you have the billions of dollars that you have, NCAA, you should get paid per your five-year scholarship, period. What happens to the injured red shirt? Does anyone know? Nothing. He gets shitted on. <laughs> he ain't selling no motherfucking jerseys, homie. Who's buying the backup red shirt quarterback's jersey in the student store, motherfuckers? Stop thinking this motherfuckers are making money. They're not. So who's buying their jerseys? No one. Guess what? They don't make money. So guess what they should do? They should be getting paid per scholarship five years, ten semesters for the duration. That way, if they do get hurt, they still get paid and get honored for the scholarship they signed. If those kids were good enough for you to offer them a scholarship coach and sign them, they should be good enough to be paid dur the duration of their scholarship. Five years, ten semesters. Unfortunately, Practice squad cats are getting cut and hurt because they get hurt. And then the school or the college or the coach won't retain them and bring them on as a grad assistant or a coach. So guess what? They're thrown to the wolves. Why do you think you have so many transfers? They're chasing NIL, half of them. The other half are soft as fuck, can't compete, don't want to compete. They're used to transferring in high school so many times that they're accustomed to it because their parents are soft and their coaches suck their dicks and they beg them to stay at a school even though they still said fuck you and they still transferred. So that is the issue that we face. And... 
And people don't grasp that concept. And that's the that's the fucked up part. Less than a 1% kid, less than 1% of these kids are getting paid, just so everybody knows. My way, everybody gets paid that signed a scholarship. And then you can lose that scholarship dollar or money if you do something detrimental to your contract or just like a job, your contract or your scholarship. So if you go out and have domestic violence or you rob McDonald's or you rob a bank or you do some stupid shit, you should lose your scholarship dollars. So you should lose your money. That's what would start holding cats accountable. I'm going to get paid on a scholarship for five years to play at fucking Alabama. I still have an opportunity to go to the NFL and I'm going to make decent coin the whole time I'm here. So what's wrong with that plan? Instead, the NCAA is fooling y'all by fucking you in your ass and telling you that it's your pussy. (laughs) It's not, motherfucker. They're fucking you in your asshole. And you are bleeding because you're so naive. It's so fucked up. I told you at the beginning of this whole thing, what I tell you? After Alabama and Georgia, what? It's watered down. College football is anyone's game after Alabama and Georgia. Or it's usually Clemson and Alabama, right? Just just so we're clear, Clemson had a down year. Clemson had the worst year they've had in 10 years, and they won 10 games. <laughs> People really don't realize that shit. I'm sure Clemson will be back next year. But they lost. They won 10 games, guys. Let's just be real. That is a down year for Clemson. That is a fucking great year for USC right now. So I'm just keeping it real. Um, but opting out of a bowl game, in my opinion, is the biggest bitch made move you can make. If you commit to something, again, there's no such thing as decommit. That word doesn't exist. If you commit to something, you should finish it out. And your parents should be teaching you to finish it. Your fucking coaches and administrators and teachers should be telling you and teaching you how to finish something that you started. You understand we are allowing these motherfuckers to quit something they chose to play, right? They're not quitting something we forced them to play. So I just want to make sure. They're quitting something you chose to play. Polly B. Just so we're clear, dog. Homie, we didn't force to put a gun to my motherfucking head to force me to go play. You chose to play. So you should choose to finish what you motherfucking started. You also chose to quit and not play in a bowl game. Just so we're clear, Polly B, have you ever done the data and have you ever looked at the stats on the kids that opt out of bowl games and how well they do in the draft? Have you ever looked at that, Polly B? I'm asking you straight out. Have you looked at the data on how many kids quit the bowl game and opt out and get drafted and make money? Have you done the data on that? I have. 
you understand that 27% of those kids that opt out of bowl games make it, right? There's 73% of the motherfuckers that opt out don't even get drafted, homie. So what the fuck are we really teaching our kids right now? To quit everything and take a shot at it? Come on, dog. Come on, dog. So you're trying to say, oh, coach, we got to bet on ourselves. Yeah, bet on yourself when you're a grown-up. <laughs> when you don't have no obligation and no fucking f- mouths to feed. Do that. Don't bet on yourself as a fucking 18-year-old. <laughs> like, come on, man. The kid needs to be taught something that he don't. Kids only know what they know and don't know what they don't know. You guys are expecting kids to know exactly what it takes to make a million dollars, what it takes to keep the lights on, what it takes to buy, uh, put a kid through college. These kids don't know. So I always get, I always talk about the kids, right? They're soft. They do this. They do that. But it, it, it's not their fault, though. That's what you guys don't get. I just said 27% of cats that opt out of of bowl games end up getting drafted. 73% do not. 73% do not get drafted. 73% you never hear from again. And they just basically quit on their brothers that they signed up to play a sport with and basically said, fuck you, and still don't make it and now are probably working at McDonald's. So anyway, my point is, though, you should be talking to people your kids in particular as parents and telling them you have a choice in life. And this life is based on choices we make, right? As a leader, I had to make a hard choice and put down my dog, D-A-W-G, right? That was my dog, my homie, my everything you want to call it. But I had to do that because if he got out and killed a kid, I could never live with myself, right? I'm going to jail. I'm going to get sued. I'm going to do all these things. I had to be responsible pet owner, which I think I was irresponsible because I'm telling myself I killed my best friend. But that's what leaders have to do in situations that require fucking (laughs) leadership qualities. Just so we're clear, Leaders create more leaders, not more followers. You got guys in here saying, if they got the tape, why play some stupid bowl game? Without that school, what tape do they have? Without that scholarship they gave them, what tape do they have, homie? Soto man. So you're a non-loyal motherfucker who has no respect for the game itself, and you're just chasing the bag. You will never make it and, and make your second contract in the NFL if you're continuously just chasing the bag. Take it from me. Talk to guys like Tony Gonzalez, Hall of Famers, because our biggest downfall was creating this, chasing this bag and making it a political or a, a business decision. As everyone wants to say, this is a this is a business decision. The NIL is a business decision. Duh, 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 duh. No, it's still a fucking game. 
that you chose to play with motherfuckers that you've built a camaraderie with that you now shit on and quit. Why even go play college football? Why wear 10 hats on Twitter and pick a team and make some big old thing about it if you don't want to fucking play and finish your career? <laughs> like, there ain't no guarantees in life, homie. You cats talking about they got their film. Well, you're the motherfuckers that cheat on their girls and their wives and say, I got this pussy. Just so we're clear, what is a man's downfall? Do you, does any of you know? Pussy, right? Pussy's undefeated. Let's just keep it 100. Pussy's undefeated. New pussy's even also undefeated. There's two things in the world undefeated. Pussy and new pussy. But what is the man's biggest downfall? I just want to be clear here and keep it real with everybody that's listening. We spend nine months of our lives trying to get out the pussy. And we spend the rest of our lives trying to get back in it. <laughs> so we're clear, right? That is what we do. That is what a man does. That is our... It's in our blood. So... What happens when you're just out here trying to chase the pussy and get back in it? You lose sight of every motherfucking thing, every single motherfucking thing that you fucking, that helped you get there. The homies that introduced you to the girl, the motherfucker homie that got you the job. So the homie introduced you to the girl. You said, fuck you. Thanks, good looking out, but I'm good. I got it from here. Then the motherfucking homie that got you the job, but your ass was late and quit on the, you got fired or quit. Now he looks bad. Dog, this happens every day. This happens in real life. And it all stems from a motherfucker quitting something in their life. Like a bowl game. Like a motherfucking promise that they fucking signed up for. They signed a scholarship. They sure weren't bitching when they got that film at Alabama. But now you're now it's a business decision. Now it's a business decision. Come on, dog. Miss me with the business decision. You motherfuckers business decision. Come on, dog. Coaches do it too, Jamil. I just told you, why are you comparing 17 to 21-year-olds with grown folks? So, Jamil, let me ask you something. Is your son on the same level as you? Do you let your son dictate what you eat in your motherfucking house? Do you let your son tell you when to pay the light bill? Do you let your son go shopping and drive your car? Fuck no, homie. Quit putting kids on grown folks' levels. That's the problem with you motherfuckers. You motherfuckers are putting kids on our level, and guess what's happening? There's no hierarchy. You have no hierarchy, homie. You know what you have? You got a bunch of dumb motherfucking youngsters out here robbing Nordstrom's and shit. Come on, homie. Miss me with all that business decision bullshit. These kids ain't on no grown folks level. <laughs> Let's just make sure we're clear. 
We have earned the right to make a salary. These kids are still earning the right to make a salary. Somebody has to teach them. You are already giving them the keys to the car. They don't even know how to fucking drive yet. You think I'm playing, Jamil, but that's the real. You're giving motherfucking kids the, sh- the, the, the keys to the ship. And they don't even know how to drive, dog. <laughs> Come on, man. They're getting ready to go to the pros. Aren't they grown folks by that point? No, they're not. What, what makes you a grown folk, Dominic D? Give me your definition of a grown folk. I'm curious. And, and tell me how old you are. I'm curious to know how old you are because I bet dollars to dimes you're under 30. And you believe that because you can make some money like some rapper out here or a motherfucker out here that thinks they're uh, got some cheese to their name that they're grown. You're the same motherfucker that thinks just because you got a dick, you're a daddy. Nah, motherfucker, that means you can nut out a kid. That don't make you a daddy. Some of you motherfuckers get, got life all twisted up. You motherfuckers are taking shit for granted and think that motherfuckers do one thing and it equates to another. You're not on a level of a fucking person who's put kids through college. And you're no one's daddy, exactly. So... But you're talking out the side of your mouth as far as you're, you're not. You're, I'm not disrespecting you, Dominic D. I appreciate the conversation. What I'm saying is you're saying that these kids are about to be grown because they're about to make money. No, that's that doesn't make you a grown up. Because you got a big dick at 15. Does that make you a grown up? Your dick might be dad better. Uh, your dick might be bigger than your daddy's. Does that make you uh, uh, more powerful? You cannot equate one thing to the other. These motherfuckers are not grown. And you know you got 30-year-olds in the NFL who go broke after two years because they're so-called grown. I'm grown. Don't tell, don't tell me nothing. I'm grown man. No, you're not, motherfucker. You're not a grown man. And that's the problem. It's a lot of you motherfuckers do not understand that you're raising these kids in the worst fucking possible way, you're condoning everything they say. You're condoning motherfuckers that think they're grown and you're training and you're, oh, I'm grown. My son's going to make it to the league, dog. We're going to be straight. That kid is 20 years old, dog. He's going to piss down his leg in two years because y'all think that he's grown. How about you teach the motherfucker how to be grown When he gets grown people money, when he makes grown people money, let's teach them when they're 15, how to be grown when they make that money. Cause there's a lot of cats out there, dog that get that money, think they're grown and are broke as fuck in two years. Just so you know, 80% of the NFL is broke in a matter of years, two years because they fuck up their money or they have the wrong group of people around them or they listen to the wrong motherfuckers. So just so we're clear, Dominic D let's talk about your, you just said that you think kids have the opportunity to go become pros and taking extra time to prepare for the draft doesn't make them quitters. Just so you know, 73% of those kids I just told you do not make it to the league. So why not play? 
Number two is, what do you think they're doing in the extra week off (laughs) that's going to catapult them motherfuckers to being their first round draft pick? Please tell me that shit before I drop the mic on your motherfucking ass. What do you think in the fucking week that the bowl game's not that's not being played? They quit, right? They opted out. Do you think they're out there and they're just taking some motherfucking steroid that's some fucking special rub that's going to make them a first rounder in a week? Come on, homie. You guys are fucking... You guys are so soft and narrow-minded that you really think that a motherfucker missing a week to go prepare because it's a business decision is really going to make it to the fucking league and be a (laughs) first-rounder. I bet you money that game, if you rip that bowl game, regardless of what bowl game it is, you'll have a better chance of making a first-rounder than you would opting out and fucking don't doing shit. I know you don't, Dominic, because you're probably young. You got a little softness to you. It's all good. It's all good. You know, we can discuss it. But you don't think so. But that doesn't mean you're right. And I don't think so. It doesn't mean I'm right. I'm just telling you, it's from my point of view. It's from your point of view. It is what it is. Um, you know, cats are playing in all-star games, just so we're clear, that opted out of bowl games. I just want to make sure you understand that. You know you can get hurt in an all-star game too, right? So I want to make sure we're clear on this. Like, what the fuck you think they're getting out of that? Is that the opt-out they're working so hard for? Come on, dog. You guys make no sense whatsoever with this whole shit. So, I don't know. I'm just trying to tell you. It's one of those things that I don't agree with. And, hey, we can agree to disagree, dog. It's all good. So let me ask you this. I want to ask the cats that think it's cool to opt out. All right? There's a high school kid in California who's been to 10 high schools. He's transferred 10 times. Do you all think that's cool? Let me hear your – I want to hear your result. I want to hear your answer. He has transferred to 10 high schools in less than four years in high school. In California, out here. Do y'all think that's cool? Is it cool? And if one of y'all say, oh, it's it's whatever's best for him, then you motherfuckers are already fucked up. Ten high schools in four years, this motherfucker's transferred ten times. Just so you're clear. I want to make sure we're clear. Ten times, dog. Go Google it. Go Google it. He's transferred 10 times. And you guys don't think that this is the real pandemic. That's the real epidemic. These motherfuckers are soft, homie. And you all motherfuckers are condoning it. That's the problem I got. You are enabling it. Parents, coaches, I don't give a fuck who it is. You're condoning this shit. So, Polly B, I blame the parents for the kid opting out of the bowl game too, homie. What you mean? What's the difference? What is the difference? You took the you took the easy route, the road less traveled, by opting out of the bowl game. 
by transferring 10 times. It's all I'm saying is it's a total different world that we're living in. And it's free agency without getting a return though. See, there's a difference in free agency in the NFL. You get a return. You can trade for something. College, you can't. You're back in the transfer portal trying to recruit new guys. Let me just tell you how fucked up this thing is, all right? I'm just going to make sure we're clear. How are you claiming to receive an offer from a fucking transfer portal? (laughs) Hold up. Let me make sure we're clear on what I'm saying, dog. The quarterback, Caleb Williams from Oklahoma, the quarterback from USC, the quarterback from Nebraska, the quarterback from Texas, Casey Thompson, who's going to Nebraska now, they all posted tweets that they have received an offer from the so-called new school. So Casey Thompson, a top five quarterback in his class, I recruited him to Indy, obviously. I knew he was at Texas, um, and he wanted out. Big-time recruit, already signed a scholarship to Texas, okay? That is when you put your hat on and you say, I've committed or I've, I've got an offer or whatever, You don't do it when you played at Texas and are leaving and transferring to Nebraska, you soft fucks. So now this motherfucker posting a thing that I have received an offer from Nebraska and I will be attending Nebraska. You motherfuckers just want your dick sucked, dog. That's what it's about now. It's about likes, retweets, and getting your virtual dick sucked. Because if you was really getting some head, you wouldn't even be talking about it. Because real grown motherfuckers don't kiss and tell. <laughs> Just so we're clear. If you was really getting your dick sucked, you wouldn't even, nobody would know it. You want everybody to know it. <laughs> I received an offer from Nebraska. Motherfucker, you already played three years of four-year school. I mean, that's how rock bottom we have hit. That's just my that's just my real shit. We have hit rock fucking bottom because of that. These motherfuckers want their dick sucked and they want you to suck their dicks as a fan base. Bo Nix leaving Auburn. I've I've committed to Oregon. No motherfucker, you committed to Auburn. You quit Auburn. And entered the bits portal, and now you're at Oregon. <laughs> Let's keep it a uh, hundred, motherfucker. You committed one time already. There isn't a multiple commitment, motherfucker. This ain't a multiple. This this ain't an orgasm, motherfucker. You ain't having multiple orgasms. You having a fucking commitment. You committed to Auburn. That's it. It's over. It's done. So you quit, motherfucker. You quit on your team. That's why you couldn't win a fucking SEC title. That's why you couldn't do shit. Motherfuckers in here talking about it sounds like a good move. <laughs> well, you sound soft, homie. I'm just going to keep it 100. <laughs> Dominic D, you sound soft. 
So that's how it comes off. So you can call me whatever you want. I think you're soft. I have never had a motherfucker leave my school and transfer. Ever, 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 ever. So when Correll played in the bowl game and got hurt, I felt for him, but he stuck it out for his coach and ultimately finished what he started. It ain't going to fucking hurt that motherfucker's NFL status. He wasn't going to be the number one fucking pick any motherfucking way. So, and his injury is not ending his career. So, let's just keep it a real. Y'all want likes and retweets, motherfucker. That's what... Dominic D wants. He wants these motherfuckers to be able to transfer as many times as they want. Oregon's a better team. Uh, not really. How, why? How is Oregon a better team? Put Oregon in the SEC and see if they finish higher than Auburn. <laughs> Come on, homie. You motherfuckers. Some of you just talk to hear yourself. Uh, Dion lands another top recruit, a receiver. Look, half of American student athletes do not know who Dion Sanders is. Half of their parents tell the kids getting recruited who Dion Sanders is, pulls them up on YouTube, pulls them up on, um, on everything, okay? Dion's going to get some kids whose parents loved some Dion. <laughs> I'm just going to give you some inside situation, okay? I'm just going to give you some real shit. Dion will get two to five kids, in my opinion. I think he's going to get two to five big-time players because of who he is and their parents love some Dion. So their parents are pushing these kids to understand you're going to go play for the best DB ever. He's going to get a few players. He's not going to beat out Alabama every year as far as a recruiting class. <laughs> Please stop talking about all that crazy shit. And the bottom line is he's going to get a few players because guess what? His kids play there. His sons play there. Do you understand that social media is a motherfucker? And when kids get on social media and talk to these other kids, they can sell the kids better than the coach. Kids are your number one recruiters. Dion's son was at South Carolina. <laughs> Let's keep it real. Those kids know. He's going to say, the kids are going to tell him, hey, dogs, out South Carolina, there ain't no difference here. Fuck it. It's just less, less talented among the entire squad. But at the end of the day, you're still going to get a shot because my daddy's who he is. Every NFL fucking, every NFL coach in America is going to come see Deion Sanders. So you're going to have a shot if you're the dude. So Deion will get a couple dudes. But how far do you think it's going to go? How far do you think it's going to continue? You think he's going to have the number one recruiting class in America next year over Alabama? Come on, dog. Let's just keep it real. I admire Dion and what he's trying to do. Um, but the bottom line is he still has to win. And he lost to South Carolina State, who was under 500. <laughs> so, 
Unfortunately, Jackson State is not considered an FCS, though. See, that's what the problem is. See what I'm saying? That's what you guys don't understand. Um, that's what you guys don't get. He, <clears throat> they're a black college, and they don't even get to go to an FCS playoffs. They have to play in the black bowl game series, which is it's all bullshit in my opinion. They put HBCU in its, its own class, another slap in the face of motherfucking black Americans who have to play in their own segregated fucking alignment, assignment, and fucking allegiant. <laughs> How about you fucking let them play in the FCS playoffs with SEMO and fucking all these other... Eastern Illinois and fucking Northern Arizona and fu- those guys get to go to the playoffs. Why can't they? So they only put them in the black college playoff and it's a bullshit deal, man. It's another, it's just like the NIL deal. It's like, and you guys all believe it. That's what's fucked up. But anyway, there's so much to discuss, man. And, uh, you know, it's already fucking 315. Um, A.B., Antonio Brown, okay? If you guys have ever paid attention to my shows or watched my shows, I always told you a leopard spots don't change. And I told you that motherfucker is going to end up fucking his guys just like he ended up doing. And anyone that defends him i have a history with him and his pops okay just so we're clear his, his dad i recruited a lot his dad coached in kansas jucos just so you're clear so we're clear um i want to make sure that i know that fruit don't far fall far from the tree and uh you know it's crazy to watch these Ryan Clarks and all these motherfuckers get on ESPN and just be phony and fake as fuck. Like, let's keep it real. The realest motherfuckers are the grown black men who are checking the young black boys that they're trying to make into men and letting them know that this shit is foul and it ain't right. Not to condone it and tell these young black men that you're right, dog. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep robbing Nordstrom's, motherfucker. Keep fucking taking off your gear and keep giving that image to these young black kids that are going to mimic you. That is, in essence, what Ryan Clark and these other dumb, ignorant motherfuckers did when they defended A.B. When A.B. had clearly a lawyer write a release for him stating why he got kicked off. When we all know that's a lie, and for all you motherfuckers that came out defending A.B. because of a lawyer's letter, and then you get to hear him text messaging and read his text, there's quite the difference in motherfucking grammar, isn't it? Grammatically correct letter from the lawyer, and then a grammatically incorrect text that this motherfucker clearly shows you how illiterate this motherfucker is. Dominic, why is it sad, dog? Let's hear your sad story on this one. I want to hear 
This is why you think it's okay to quit bowl games. Let me hear your Antonio Brown sad story. Why is it sad? So you're sad that a motherfucker makes millions of dollars just fucked off his career. You think it's sad? Homie, go down to Skid Row and see them motherfuckers. That's sad, bruh. You think it's sad that this prima donna motherfucker who rather throw his homies and everyone that's ever helped him under the bus is sad? Man, please. You motherfuckers got life twisted, bro. That's why you motherfuckers are going to raise soft-ass kids. That's why we're going to get fucking ran through by Russia when we got these soft motherfuckers that are your kids on our front line. Because you told them it's cool and it's sad. Motherfucker, that shit ain't sad. Fuck AB, homie. He's a prima donna, soft, fucking, weak-minded, bitch-made motherfucker. And I've dealt with a million ABs. Stop giving this motherfucker excuses. You're making excuses for motherfuckers' excuses. He's a fucking bitch. He'll always be a bitch. And he ain't got no CTE, motherfucker. If he had CTE, he wouldn't have 10 fucking catches a game, motherfucker. Stop giving these motherfuckers these excuses. That's why America's fucked up right now. You motherfuckers giving motherfuckers like A.B. excuses on the why he's fucking horrible-ass human being. He's a shitbird, motherfucker. He ain't no motherfucking sad story. That motherfucker's a piece of shit. I've dealt with a million of them. They're all about I, 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 me, me, me. That's what it's about. Motherfucker, you suck Tom Brady's dick to get back in the league, and you got cut twice, motherfucker, from New England? Because Belichick is the is the best at it, so he cuts you without the new the news finding out. Arians tried to keep you because of fucking Tom Brady. He gave you his keys to his house, which I would have never did, motherfucker. And you throw Brady under the bus too. You know your career is done. You just fuck with the the white uh, good old boy. You're fucked. <laughs> you know you're fucked. But anyway. Let's not make this about race, motherfuckers. Idiots come in all shapes, sizes, and motherfucking colors. Stop defending our own. I don't give a fuck. I, t- I call out dumb white redneck fucking hicks every single motherfucking day. I call the motherfuckers out. I'm white. I don't give a fuck. Adult male black men need to start calling out and holding young black men accountable. Period. The same with black women. You are the most influential fucking humans on earth. Black women. And we're on platforms talking about how fucked up it is that AB got thrown under the bus by Aryans and the Bucks. And and you can't get hurt with the Bucks. Like, I like Carrie Champion and all these Jamel Hills and shit. But they're getting right on social media defending AB without even knowing a story. And then the story come out that he has an OnlyFans bitch up in his room. Snuck her in. Gave everybody COVID. Like, come on, homie. You're defending a motherfucker that is a shit bird. Shit bird. He's a fucking clown. And you motherfuckers that defend them is why our young kids are fucked up. Because that's who they'll look up to, him. They're not going to look up to Mike Evans, dog, because Mike Evans don't fuck up. They're not going to look up to Godwin, dog, because he don't fuck up. 
they're not going to look up into that shit. Hey, Polly B, have you seen the videos? You know there's a video, right? <laughs> I don't give a fuck if she licked my asshole, motherfucker. She still got, she still, he still was fucking her in the room. What does that have to do with anything that she licked anything? I don't give a fuck. Have you seen the videos of Antonio Brown with porn stars? Have you seen all the videos? What's her name? There was a, there's one of those porn stars, uh, cute little sister, man. Fucks her. I don't know her name, but anyway, there's Antonio Brown has multiple videos of porn stars. You don't think the motherfucker did it? Come on, dog. You motherfuckers is crazy. You motherfuckers is already making excuses for this motherfucker. <laughs> People forget about a million motherfuckers that were... Th- How about all the shit that this motherfucker does that we don't know about that was paid off or thrown under the bus? How about all the shit that we don't know about? Come on, dog. Yes, dog. They look... Tiana Trump, Brad Jewett. There you go, dog. Look up AB Tiana Trump. Motherfucker, you act like this motherfucker don't go around getting porn stars. Come on, dog. These bitches want clout. What do you think they're going to do? Dominic D, to answer your question fairly. Dominic D said, do you think the kids would like more to look up to people that are playing rather than quitting their team? So I just want to make sure we're clear. No, they look up to the kid that quit the team because he is the attention grabber. He's the motherfucker that wanted to... Sh- These kids are looking for likes and retweets, dog. They don't give a fuck about the good guys. What do you mean? Controversy sells, homie. Why do you think my show on Netflix was one of the most fucking watched shows? Which I still haven't seen the motherfucker yet. And I wonder, why was it so big and blown up so much? Dog, because they like controversy. And I, apparently I was controversial. I don't know. Fuck. I thought I was just being myself. But anyway, don't turn AB shit into fucking race. First of all, Bruce Arians has not only promoted more black coaches than anyone in the NFL. If you ask any black player that's ever played for Bruce Arians, see what they say about him. (laughs) And you have one shitbird talking shit about him, and now it's a race thing. And for every black human being out there that defended AB because of a race thing is a fucking idiot and ignorant and can't look outside their skin and keep it 100. Let's just be real. <laughs> Come on, dog. Let's just be real. You guys don't get it. We're fucking raising kids to be fucked up humans. I'm not a color guy. Is any and everyone could tell you that, and they, and I'm not really worried about talking about it because everybody knows what the fuck it is. But at the but to be 100 and keep it real, humans are humans in my opinion. I don't give a fuck about what color you are. I give a fuck who robbed my motherfucking house, who fucking stole my motherfucking mail, and I don't give a fuck what color you are. Idiots come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. And 
when we realize that and start correcting it as a fucking human thing, we'll be a lot better off. Then maybe we can be in the same fucking rides and the same cars and talk the same talk and have disagreements that become great conversations. Not shooting ourselves, killing ourselves, each other, and race wars and shit. It's fucking ridiculous. Motherfucker, it don't matter what color you are. We got stupid motherfuckers out here. We got bifocal wearing glass glasses, nerdy motherfucking Best Buy geeky nerd motherfuckers that are some of the dumbest shitbirds I've ever met in my motherfucking life. And we got some very intelligent young brothers out there who are earning PhDs every day that go unnoticed and nobody talks about. And then we got everyone in between on both sides of the colors, black and white. We need to start teaching motherfuckers basic common sense. Start teaching motherfuckers right and wrong. And stop sucking their dicks and telling them how great they are before they ever earn a fucking living and before they ever pay a fucking bill. Let's just do that. Let's do that first. But is what it is. The transfer portal has become... has become such a shit show... That Todd Graham, who's the head coach at Hawaii, own son entered the transfer portal. His own son entered the transfer portal. I don't know if you guys knew that. How do you lose your own son to the transfer portal? (laughs) There is a problem. Apparently, like 15 kids at Hawaii have entered the transfer portal. And his own son left. How is how is Vrabel better than Bruce Arians? Please explain that one. <laughs> Bruce Arians took Arizona to the Super Bowl and has won a Super Bowl. And he's been to multiple. <laughs> Vrabel won a Super Bowl that I don't know about? Oh, shit. That's the problem, dog. No offense, mids plug. People are too quick to judge people and anoint them as great. What have they done that's great? They're the number one seed in the AFC? (laughs) Come on, dog. Have you seen their... Did you watch... Make sure you look at the schedule from when Derrick Henry got hurt until yesterday. Please look at Tennessee's schedule, Okay. They beat Kansas City. He got hurt, right? Who else did they beat? Please tell me. Houston, they lost to once, just so we're clear. They barely beat them yesterday. (laughs) I love Rabel. I like his attitude. I like everything he stands for. But please don't start saying he's better than fucking Bruce Arians, who's been to two Super Bowls and has won one and been a head coach longer than Vrabel's been alive. Let's, let's, let's slow down. That's like Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback. Like, Calm down, dog. What has he done? Everyone said Carson Wentz was the best. 
How long have I been saying Carson Wentz is the second over most overrated quarterback of all time? How long have I been saying it? Who can raise their fucking hand and tell me they've heard that from me? I've been saying it for years that Carson Wentz is fucking horrible. He's right behind Baker Mayfield as the two worst quarterbacks and most overrated motherfuckers in the NFL. So I just want to make sure we're clear. He's horrible. Carson Wentz is a horrible. Baker Mayfield's horrible. And it is what it is. Let me let me let me break down why these kids want their dick sucked. Caleb Williams doesn't have the uh, doesn't even have the heart or the nuts to give the new head coach at Oklahoma a opportunity to win him over. He enters the portal and tells Oklahoma on a tweet that I still may come back to Oklahoma. See, you're lucky I'm not the head coach because I would have tweeted out, no, you're not, motherfucker. You better go find a school because you are no longer welcome back to this motherfucker. When are we going to have a coach do that shit? That is why I don't coach. That is why they won't hire me. That is why motherfuckers aren't ready for me. And this world ain't ready for a motherfucker like me because they want to teach soft shit to kids when I want to teach them real shit. And when you stand up to these young cats and start teaching them and telling them the real, these motherfuckers will fucking start to recognize and say, huh, he don't really need me. First of all, if you transfer on me, I don't want you ever again. I don't want to see you ever again. I don't want nothing to do with you ever again. You didn't even give me the opportunity. Don't say you're coming back. I would never let that motherfucker back. I don't give a fuck how good you are. <laughs> Every, there's always someone better, dog. Just remember that. <laughs> always someone better. But anyway, um, I don't know. It's a trip. Who in here has seen, I'm going to talk about some quarterbacks real quick. Who in here has seen Phil Sims' son, I think it's Chris Sims, breakdown of his quarterbacks? Did you see his top 40 quarterback countdown? Did you guys see who he put in his top 40? I want to go over this ridiculous quarterback list real quick, okay? He has Patrick Mahomes, number one. He's wrong. He has Josh Allen, number two. (laughs) He has Aaron Rodgers, number three. He has Deshaun Watson, who has 44 lawsuits, who didn't even play this year, number four, Ranked above Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, and Tom Brady, and Justin Herbert. I said it. He has Deshaun Watson rated over all those guys. (laughs) Um, His list is unbelievable. He has Baker Mayfield at 13. He has Tom Brady at number 10, dog. Like, can we be real? Is this guy a fucking idiot? Um, holy fuck, dog. His list is unbelievable. I'm just looking at it, and, and I'm just like, 
Jimmy Garoppolo, who's not the most talented cat, he is at 21. I would have him above Deshaun Watson. I'd have him above Lamar right now. I'd have him above Kyler Murray right now. I would have him above Stafford because Jimmy hasn't lost to Stafford. And this list is unbelievable, dog. I'm just looking at it right now for the first time. He has Jared Goff at 31 and Mac Jones at 30 and Andy Dalton at 29. (laughs) Oh, my fuck. He has his top 40 quarterbacks and Pat... He's got motherfuckers in his top 10, dog, that blows my mind. Carr is at 14. Matt Ryan's at 15. Cousins at 16. Joe Burrow, he has at 17. I would take Joe Burrow over Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, and probably Justin Herbert at this moment in time. I would take Aaron Rodgers at one, Tom Brady at two, I would take I would still take Russell Wilson at 3. Right now I would take Joe Burrow at 4. And I would probably take I'd probably take See, it's hard, dog, because this is the thing about it. People don't realize. I'd probably take Mahomes at my in my top five. That's it. Those would be it. And I told you about what I think about Mahomes. I think he's a gimmick quarterback just like Josh Allen is. And um I have to I want to make sure we're clear on quarterbacks, okay? See, I think the Packers coach is the coach of the year. From not having Aaron Rodgers and the stress that that puts on a coach to not knowing what your next move is to winning and being the number one seed, I truly believe that he's the coach of the year. That's just me. And I'm be honest with you, I put Mike Tomlin as the number two right behind him. I put Vrabel at three. But see, that's coming from a coach, dog, that understands the landscape and knows the game. <laughs> so... I'm just being real. Um, put Mahomes' little brother at number one. His bitch ass. Like, can Mahomes check his little fucking weird ass brother and his bitch? Like, holy fuck, dog. That's a weird family, homie. I'm just going to keep it real. A weird fucking crew of people. And, uh, man... I can't fuck with it. I like Justin Herbert. I, I think he's too inconsistent still. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of different scenarios. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, though, but I think it was in Connecticut the school district offered an apology and said its coach would be suspended for one game after it beat an opposing school by 88 points. <laughs> Did you guys hear about this? A school apologizes after winning 92-4 to four and suspended 
the head coach. I bet you Dominic D thinks that's cool. <laughs> that is the problem of America and society in a whole. That is why we're so fucked up. And that's why you allow cancel culture to win. And I just want to know when cancel culture is going to be canceled by us. When are we going to cancel cancel culture? When are you going to start doing that? Human beings. Yes, basketball. When are we going to stop saying, fuck you, motherfuckers? Like gay pride and all this gays talk and all this shit, they can say whatever the fuck they want and do whatever they want. And anytime you combat that, you are the devil. Same with cancel culture. Gay pride gets more respect in this world than Black History Month. Oh, man. <laughs> and one is a choice and one is not. <laughs> I bet you Polly B and Dominic thinks that the coach that won 92 to 4 should be suspended, I bet. Where are you guys at? Please let me know. You think they should be suspended? Because I know you're soft as baby shit, runny baby shit, if you think the coach should be suspended. How about the coach that lost 92 to 4 be fired after he's castrated? How about we castrate that motherfucker on ESPN and then fire his bitch ass for losing 92 to 4 and embarrassing the fuck out of his school and his student body and all the kids that he supposedly coached, quote-unquote, where really he didn't, he fucked, by letting them get beat 92 to fucking four. But no, let's suspend the guy that coached his ass off, coached the kids up to win, and won by 88 points. He should have a trophy put in front of the stadium that he won 92 to 4. Not be fired. Holy fuck. So are we going to nuke Russia and beat them and kill their leaders and then say they beat us and we're going to bow down to them and and say I'm sorry? <laughs> Is that what we're going to do? Is that where we be, is that what we become? Are we going to lose war on purpose now because we're fucking that soft and we can't we have not a fucking killer instinct in an American soul of anyone anymore. We don't have no killer instinct, dog. We're scared. We don't want to choke a motherfucker out. Holy fuck, dog. <sighs> Man, you guys kill me, dog. And anyone that defends the motherfucker that got suspended for winning 92 to 4 should be fucking castrated. Holy fuck. Does anyone listen to that Kimberly Martin broad on ESPN? Um Oh, dog. She has to be the worst. Sports commentator on TV. She has to be right there as one of the worst ever. She is fucking horrible. She is fucking awful. She 
She has not a clue what she's talking about. It's unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know what people who people are hiring, dog, but we're fucked up in America right now. We're hiring some motherfucking who we're hiring some dumb motherfuckers, man. I'm I don't give a fuck if you're white, black, male or female. We are hiring some dumb motherfuckers who have platforms who are making everyone else in America dumber. I became dumber for listening and watching her. So I have made it a point not to watch Get Up in the Morning because she's on it and she is absolutely fucking Horrible. L. Duncan is absolutely horrible. Molly Quirm's fine ass is absolutely horrible. And everybody on there who don't let the women talk are the most disrespectful fucks in America. And they make it harder on the woman to do her job, which she's already in a very highly critiqued position of power being a host on a all man sports platform being a woman and then you can't even listen to her talk because you talking over her i'm so happy that Stephen a and fucking michael irvin have not been on in a few weeks i don't know if they got fired if they got covid uh what the fuck happened but i haven't seen them on and uh now I get to watch Ryan Clark, who's fucking the worst bitch-made, suit-wearing, fake fuck that you've ever heard of. We've gotten into it before in real life, so I don't have any quarrels or any uh, quorums not discuss this because he's a bitch. But, you know, <sighs> Stephen A. trying to hit uh, Jalen Rose's ex-girl, huh? Nah, I don't think she'll fuck with Stephen A, dog. Stephen A's hairline and, and, and the way he is, I don't think she'll fuck with him. You know, Molly's fine. She's a fine girl, though. She's I like, she's pretty, but she's she's not very bright. Kimberly, this Kimberly broad, she's horrible. Uh, sorry, but um, I don't know. It's fucking, it's fucked up, dog. I'm going to be real with you. So how about the voter who voted... To say this is how this is where we're going, Dominic B, Dominic D. I'm sorry, Dominic D. This is how we're going, Dominic D. I want to make sure you're on, you're with me on this. We're firing coaches who win ninety two to four, and then we're judging players that we have never spent a day in our life with, i.e. Kobe Bryant, i.e. LeBron James, i.e. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers lied to the public, coach. He can't be the MVP. Really? Kobe Bryant fucked a girl in her ass. Can he not be the best basketball player of all time? Does one thing have to do with the motherfucking other? That is the problem with you judgmental cancel culture fucks. You have not a fucking clue who Kobe Bryant is. You've never kicked it with them, but you want to judge them. You don't know me. You've never kicked it with me, but you want to judge me off of fucking 16 hours of a show. You don't know Aaron Rodgers, motherfucker, but you want to fucking admit. You want to 
judge him because he said he's not vaccinated and lied to you? Motherfucker, please. I don't give a fuck if he's vaccinated. If he's not, I watch Aaron Rodgers throw the rock around like no other human on earth. And that's what makes me excited. Greatness. He's greater than any other quarterback probably ever. Him and Dan Marino are very similar in throwing the rock around accurately, on time, strong arm, quick release, and not turning the football over. He is fun to watch if you're a quarterback guy. I give a fuck about his immunization, his mask wearing, his fucking personal life, who he fucks, who he fucking walks around with. I don't give a fuck what book he picks on Pat McAfee show. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I give a fuck that he is clearly the most valuable player in the NFL this year. If you don't think so, you're fucking dumb. (laughs) So this this, this this fucking voter, why this motherfucker has a vote is the problem with society. How Stephen A. Smith, who played Division II basketball, who never even played, has a vote on NBA All-Stars and Hall of Fame blows my mind. How these motherfuckers vote on Heisman Trophy winners, who has a vote, blows my mind. Let's put players in there that actually played the game at a high level and understand that if you didn't play the game, you shouldn't have a fucking vote. But this motherfucker says what he did off the field makes me not want to vote for him for MVP. You sound like the biggest bitch made motherfucker I've ever heard speak. And you having a vote is the problem with America, motherfucker. You even having a vote is a fucking travesty. And you're saying that he shouldn't get a vote because of his fucking off-the-field banter? Who gives a fuck? Did he fuck your wife, motherfucker? Did he run through your girl? Is that why you're mad? Hey, dog. One has not, nothing to do with the other. If you're a real motherfucker, you call a real motherfucker a real motherfucker. If I lost a fight, which I never have done. If I lost a fight, I, I, you're better than me, dog. If I lost a game, you're better than me, dog. If I lost a game of horse, you beat me. Dog, there ain't no motherfucking excuse He beat me. Aaron Rodgers is the best football player in America right now, in the world. What he did off the field has not a fucking bearing on him throwing a football. Reggie Bush was clearly the best football player in the world. And for him to have his Heisman taken for some bullshit off the field shit has not a fucking, has nothing to do with the other. Like, if I was Reggie Bush, I'd be suing everybody, dog. I'd be claiming every single type of racial fucking 
discrepancy in the fucking world. Reggie Bush got fucked. USC got fucked. The Heisman Trophy is the Heisman Trophy. I don't give a fuck what he did off the field. OJ Simpson, Heisman's, had nothing to do with him slicing up his girl. (laughs) I'm sorry, dog. I'm just keeping it real. Did him having touchdowns, scoring uh, touchdowns, and being the best running back in the NFL for a while, did that have anything to do with him killing Nicole Smith? By the way, he beat the charges, so he really, on record, didn't kill her. (laughs) Just so we're clear. But did that have anything to do with the other? No, it didn't. So why are we taking away fucking... Why are we taking away trophies from motherfuckers that have nothing to do with them on the field? What is the trophy for? Is it called the Good Samaritan Award, motherfucker? Is it a is it a, a Good Samaritan Award? Is that what the Heisman is? Oh, my God. You motherfuckers, dog. We have fucking soft motherfuckers, man. I'm going to be real with you, dog. God damn. Like ESPN giving A B excuses is fucking inexcusable. <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep it real. I didn't put who in my top five. Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers was number one, dog. Um Anyway, back to my quarterback deal. There's only a handful of elite quarterbacks. See, people try to say, well, if you're elite, there should only be a handful. Not really, because back in my day, there was two handfuls at least. <laughs> From Brett Favre to John Elway to Dan Marino to Joe Montana to Steve Young to Warren Moon to fucking Drew Bledsoe to fucking... It kept going on and on, dog. There was a lot of quarterbacks that could fucking be considered elite. We don't have a lot of quarterbacks that are fucking elite. Just so we're clear. Hey, you got fucking Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady... And if Mahomes isn't gimmicky, Mahomes I could put in there. And we'll see what Joe Burrow does. We'll see what Herbert does. We'll see on a few of these guys. Yeah, I've lost about 20 pounds, dogs. Stressed out. Fucking dogs. Um, but anyway, that's just what it is. If anyone thinks... Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Any of these motherfuckers are elite. You're fucking, you don't know football. I'm just going to keep it real. You don't know football, dog. Dominic D, we'll see what young guys are coming up. Time will tell. But I've never been wrong with a quarterback, dog. Not one. Never, ever, ever have I ever been wrong with a quarterback. Prediction. Outcome, what I say about them, film that I break down, never, ever, ever been wrong. Just keeping it real. And I've been telling you who's good and who's not. So we'll see. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to the Colts. Why? Because you think because Pat McAfee's in Indiana, dog? Come on, dog. Motherfucker's going to the Niners, bruh. He's going to the Niners or Oakland when Oakland gets waxed first round. He's coming back home to end his career. He wants to be on the West Coast, the best coast. Come on, let's keep it real. He don't want to stay in no fucking cold-ass fucking shithole Milwaukee, uh, Green Bay. 
He wants to come home. He's from Northern California. Frisco makes sense, doesn't it? Sure does to me. Trade Trey Lance, get Aaron Rodgers, play three more years in the career. That's what I think. Play till he's 40. Fuck it. So we'll see. Um, you know what the cold part about the whole AB thing is? This how this how ignorant we are as a as a society, black and white. Motherfuckers believe that AB wrote that letter, A, when it was his lawyer. B, people believed that the letter. The letter was written by his lawyer. His lawyer is the same motherfucker that said he was vaccinated that when he wasn't. You dumb motherfuckers. Quit being so quick-tongued. You guys are so quick-triggered with the tongue that you fucking say shit out the side of your asshole when you don't even realize it. Take a deep breath, dog, and look around and read some stuff and do some research and say, oh, damn, this lawyer's already lied for AB like seven times. <laughs> um, you know what's a shocker, man, before I get out of here? Because I'm running long and it's already two hours in. I have a lot more shit to talk about, but I, I got some shit to do. But let me ask you something. How Joe Judge today on Black Monday is still hired and not fired. Because once you get hired, you're still you're hired until you get fired. He is still hired. And Brian Flores got fired. Shows you how soft we have become. The owner of the Miami Dolphins didn't like a coach who was an alpha who controlled the narrative and told them this is how we're doing this, this, and this and fired the man. And Joe Judge gets on there, Ben gets on his knee and gets scab marks for sucking dicks because he's going to tell everybody how great Mara is and the owner of the Giants are and keep his job. Watching Judge and the New York Giants last few weeks was appalling as a professional football organization. Anyone that wasn't fired for cause for doing the things that he did on a football field is appalling. I'm just going to keep it real. He is absolutely horrible. I thought the guy for the Eagles was worse. He's actually created some fucking nuts and guts in Philly, dog. I'm proud of that motherfucker, Sirianni. I think Sirianni is a top five coach of the year candidate for what he's done with that program and that fucking organization. I'm just going to keep it real. He ran quarterback sneak on third and nine yesterday or some shit. And I'm just like, dog, what the fuck are you telling your players that are out there playing for you? For you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought Brian Flores done a hell of a job. He's won two out of his last three years as the head coach. And Miami's only won three, had three winning seasons in the last like 15 years. And you fire him. See, if people think the grass is greener, you're going to find out, dog, that you're going to go get an Urban Meyer type motherfucker and have a fucked up situation. So... Ah, I don't know. Ah, David Colley's bad too, dog. It's, it's, it's just fucked up, man. It's a fucked up deal. Um, 
is what it is. Uh, it's a good old boy network, dog. Once you're in the network, you're in the circle, you're in the circle, bro. You ain't getting no new blood in there, and you're not going to get taken out. You're going to get recycled. <laughs> That's what college football is as well. College football is not going to hire a guy like me, even though I know every single college football coach in America. Why won't they hire me, though? Because they know they're, they're see, 90% of them who will tell you they're your boys are really threatened by you as a man, number one. Number two, the administration and the persona of what you are on the outside world is the reason you won't be hired by admin when they really don't know you at all. So it is what it is, man. I've, I, I have big shoulders. I knew what it was when it was what it was. <laughs> so it, 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 that's, it is what it is. Uh, I can't sulk over spilled milk and cry over it. Um, it is what it is. I have some shit to, to say, though. Dominic, let me let me get your take on this, Dominic D. Appreciate you, Dominic. Chopping it up. Man, USFL is a good deal. I got a few buddies that got jobs, and, and we'll see how it goes, man. Um, I'm proud of them guys. They got a couple jobs, a couple coaches of mine. They got head jobs, a couple buddies of mine. Let me tell you this, Dominic D. I want your take on this. Why do New England have to play Buffalo first round? Why does the Rams have to play Arizona first round? Is the NFL not better than that? Are we not the elite of elite? But again, we're talking about an organization, the NFL, one of the biggest conglomerates in the world that has an overtime that's so fucked up that it makes zero sense. The overtime in the NFL is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But now we're we're playing each other. Let me let me ask you this. The Cowboys and Tampa Bay had the exact same record 2 weeks ago. Do you know who was rated higher in the seedings? Dallas. How is that humanly fucking possible? What do you mean, coach? Tampa beat Dallas head to fucking head. If they have the same record, how is Tampa not ranked higher than Dallas? Because, Coach, the NFL goes by the division um, records. (laughs) Well, what if one division is horrible and the other one's not? Dallas has a shitty division. Tampa's in a shitty division, but at least... Eh, Saints are pretty good. Um, the Saints are better than anybody else in Dallas's division. How the fuck, if Tampa beat Dallas and they have the same exact record, how is Dallas ranked above Tampa Bay? Now, Tampa's ranked higher now because Dallas lost to Arizona. But what I'm saying, when they had the same record, how the fuck is the team that... L- lost to the other team, ranked higher than them. That makes no sense to me. And it makes no sense to me why New England has to play Buffalo for a third time in three weeks and why the Rams have to play Arizona for a third time in five weeks. Why the fuck are we doing that? And why why can't we mix this thing up and have a much better scenario out there? Like... Why wouldn't you want to see the Rams play fucking 
Philly, because it's an old school rivalry. Why wouldn't you want to see Tampa play Dallas again, maybe, from game one? Why wouldn't you want to see the Niners play fucking Tampa Bay game one? Like, let's mix it up. Why the fuck does it have to be? Why do you play the same fucking teams? Dog, it don't make no sense. I'm so fucking over the NFL's targeting, the rules, the shitty ass fucking referees, all this shit that they pay these people for. And we got the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. And, 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 and. Kick a field goal, the other team gets it. But if you score a touchdown, game's over. <laughs> Does that even make fucking sense for an overtime? Like, let's keep it real. Oh, my God. Staley showed how fucking dumb he is last night. Here's the guy that wants to go for it on every fourth down. You fucked your team last night, motherfucker. Chargers should be in the playoffs. You fucked your team last night. That motherfucking little corny fuck should be fired. Not Brian Flores. Fire Staley's dumb motherfucking ass. He's done it all fucking year long. They should have four more victories this year because of bad management. Game management was fucking atrocious by that man. And that just shows you the lack of experience he has. In managing a pro, a, an organization as the leader. Some guys aren't made for leaders, dog. Some guys are late, made to be backups. <laughs> so, hey, man, I got to get out of here, get these fucking dogs figured out. Hey, and uh, it's good to be back. I appreciate everybody coming in, man. We had like 150 people in here today on YouTube. I appreciate you guys. That's a lot for me because I'm still growing this channel, and I really don't give a fuck about pushing it, but I'm going to start. So become a member, man. $1.99. I'm going to have some good shit for y'all. Make sure you become a member. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Everybody else out there, I appreciate you guys. Hit the betonline.ag. Go out there and get you some bets in. Bet on the night's game. I'm taking Alabama and Nick Saban because he's never lost to Georgia. But on the other side of it, Georgia's always been the team that's come back and won the second time when, they, when there's a natty being played. Uh, the team that won the first game usually loses the second one. But I'm going to still go with Saban and, uh, because winners win. Hey, man, it's a great day to have a great day. I appreciate you guys. BetOnline.ag, Manscaped.com. Use the promo code SLAPDICK. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, on BetOnline.ag. Appreciate you guys. Easy e Chris, Polly B, Tim Parrish, everybody in the house, Dominic D, everybody else, Joey B. Appreciate everybody. Lucy, holler at you guys. And uh, Kenny, peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the.